Every minute, every moment counts. Hello, I'm Julie Hyde, and I understand what it takes to make these moments count for leadership, business, and your life. This podcast will deliver insights and game-changing leadership moments that will allow you to level up and shine a light for those around you. Let's get into today's episode. With me today is Louise Baxter. Louise has significant experience in senior roles in the commercial and NFP sectors and is described as an inspiring and authentic leader. She is Starlight's Chief Executive Officer and Executive Director. Louise is passionate about the creation of organizational purpose and believes this is key to delivering maximum impact through people. She practices positive leadership and has been successful in developing high-performing teams within a culture where change is embraced and innovation is embedded. Louise has been acknowledged by CEO Magazine in 2016 as Australia's NFP Executive of the Year. And in 2019, Louise was listed in Pro Bono's Australia's Impact 25, which recognises the 25 most influential and inspirational people in Australia's social sector as nominated by their peers. So, Welcome, Louise. Hello, Julie. Lovely to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you with me. And I'm so looking forward to jumping into our chat today. So first of all, because the podcast is called Making It Count, I'd love to understand what that means to you and how you make it count in your world. I think that all of us need to really think about making it count no matter what we're doing in life. Now, obviously, within an organization, you need to get organizational purpose and alignment. And this is not some hoity-toity ideal. Every organization must have purpose. And the team members must have clarity of purpose. But also, individuals need to take responsibility for understanding their purpose. And I often use the concept of, you know, when you're in a cafe and there are those people who are not paying attention who are not committed to their purpose. And then you get that person who understands their purpose and their role and they're over. And not only are they delivering your food, they're picking up the empty plates, they're doing that. I see that person and I say, I will employ that person because that person gets their purpose, they're making an impact and they have real clarity. So you can have purpose and clarity and be exceptional in whatever it is that you do. But as leaders, we also have to ensure that our team members can have that clarity and can connect to that impact and clarity and understand how their role fits in in achieving that. And so I think that's the the missing piece. It's not just about we're all going to sit in a room one day and create this purpose that nobody understands or is connected to. It has to be authentic. It has to be real. It has to be at the heart of what you do and your team needs to understand how they are part of that impact. Because unless every wheel in the machine understands, you're not going to be heading in the right direction. So for me, purpose is real. It exists everywhere. You have a personal responsibility in your life to find your purpose in whatever it is you're doing at that moment and doing it in the best way you possibly can. Otherwise, you're dis- disengaged and you're just living life kind of half, on half. So it's one of those things that I think you've got to do no matter what it is um, in life. 
Absolutely. I love that, Louise. And I look forward to you sort of jumping into that deeper. And I love what you said just about the the analogy of the um, person in the cafe, because that's so true. And you can make such a difference to people's lives by just going over and above, just in a tiny way. I talk about waiters with their heads up. And whenever I see them in action, you know, they're the type of person that's going to be fabulous in it, whatever it is they do. And I just consider that that's the type of person you want, that person who's interested, who's curious, who's looking out for the next thing to do and who gets their purpose and the impact they need to make. Yeah, I love it. So I've got a question just around your the role of CEO that you have now. Was that something that was on your radar or is it something that has organically happened for you? I never had a moment in my life where I thought I want to be a CEO one day. Okay. So I've never had that moment. That's not what I was aspiring to. However, I've always wanted to be the best leader and coach and supporter of my team. I'm very much a team player. And I think that's what it comes back to. And if you're a great coach within that environment, you understand the skills that everyone brings to the table and you play to their strengths and we all can't be strong at everything. So, you know, sporting teams win because they have specific skills in specific roles in the team that's needed and nobody in the team plays to and highlights the weaknesses of any player because if you do that, the whole team loses and you get that really, you know, you've got one hour to sort this in, you know, a lot of sporting games So you have to do that. And that's what we have to do in life and in organisations. And so I never, ever had that one day I'm going to be a CEO, but I always wanted to be the best I could possibly be at whatever I was doing. And so when you're in that and you see the next role, you also get to a point where the role that you're doing can become a little groundhog day and you need a new challenge. So for me, it was about new challenges, never about uh, you know, dreaming of one day I'll be a CEO. It just seems to me that you're just, you were just born to be a CEO, like, and particularly a leader because you just get it and it just sort of comes out of you. Like you're incredibly passionate about it, clearly. But like you said, it's and it's a really interesting analogy. I don't think we use the sporting analogies enough in business in that, yeah, successful team never highlight each other's weaknesses at all because they'd never win that that grand final that, you know, everyone's inspiring to be in and, and get that cup. In work, I have observed on many occasions through my career, people who wanted to put somebody in a position which would put them under pressure because they knew that wasn't their strength. And what's the point of that? All that does is undermine your organization's ability to succeed. You undermine that individual and that's not fair and just exposes you as a spiteful, horrible person. So, you know, it's one of those things that I've seen in my career and you learn as much from things that you experience and see that are the wrong things or that are things that are not successful as you do from the things that you've had that were successful. So it's making sure you also pay attention and take that on board as well. Yeah, 100%. No, I say that too. Especially emerging leaders that I'm coaching, it's like you will learn as much from the 
leaders that you've seen that you don't want to be like as the leaders that you see that you really want to emulate and some of their behaviours. So, yeah. Also listening to your team too because I've had team members give me feedback over my career and I've heard it very loudly and I've thought, you know what, they're right. That was the wrong thing to do in that moment. And so I've taken that on board and I remember those conversations vividly to this day and you know, I actually shared one of those conversations with the person who gave me the feedback only a couple of weeks ago. They couldn't exactly remember, <laughs> but but I could. So it's important to hear your team when they're giving you feedback that something you're doing is not supporting them or they don't feel is right and proper in that moment. Mm, mm, that's great. Awesome. And it's really great that your team feel that they can give you feedback as well. So that's a really great culture that you've, you know, cultivated there too. So something else that you've done with Starlight is that you have one value. And, you know, when we were talking previously, I just love the simplicity of it and it's shine. So can you please share with our listeners the power of the simplicity of having that one value and how it grounds everything that you do. We had had values that we had established at Starlight a number of years ago. And then I just started to feel that we were in a space where we needed to refresh those. And I started to reach out and do research onto what were the, you know, values of great organizations commercially and in the profit for purpose sector. And the surprising thing to me was that there are about seven values that were consistent across both of those groups. So the top 50 banks in the world had pretty well exactly the same values as the top 50 profit for purpose organisations in the world. And I felt that I didn't want to have values for Starlight where you could pull our name off and put the name of a commercial organisation there and it would feel the same. So what I did with the leadership team, just to kind of consider this and to help them on the journey, was at the start of a meeting, I put together a little quiz and I had, you know, when you often get those match this head to these legs or one of those kind of things in a magazine. And so I had six, seven different organisations' names and I had six, seven sets of values below. And I said, you know, can you match which ones belong to these? And of course they couldn't because they all pretty well had the same values written down. And I know there's other organisations that have flipped this and they sometimes put a bit of modern language, should I say, in there, but they're really ostensibly the same. And so we started to look at our values and I had this sense of there's really one thing that we want to do at Starlight all the time, and that is we want to shine. And the wonderful thing about shine, now people weren't on board with it right from the get-go. There were some people that thought it might be a bit superficial, but now that it's in and we've considered it and thought about it, it's really not and never was because it's about the fact that we can shine for our purpose at Starlight. So that's us shining for the children and young people we support. It's about the fact that we shine by being exceptional. So in any moment, we can think, how can I be exceptional in doing this and delivering this? We shine by committing to bring our best self to Starlight every day, which is something that we also support and we can talk about the fact that everyone's trained in positive psychology at Starlight, which helps that. And the other thing is we shine brighter together, which speaks to that teamwork. So within all those, you collect all that relationships, innovation, 
creativity, curiosity are all in those things. But it's all about shining. And any team member at Starlight, if you are in our finance team and you're doing your accounts, if you're in our partnerships team and you're about to present to a potential new partner, or if you were a Captain Starlight in the moment with a child in hospital who is unwell and not smiling and you need to work with that child to transform that, you know whether you're shining or not. If everybody at Starlight in any moment is saying, am I shining? How can I shine more brightly? Then that's a fantastic value because it has. How can I be better than I am? How can I be more honest, more authentic? You know, if it's in a moment with a child, more funny, funnier, it's like all of those things. So it's something that works and you cannot take Starlight's name off that and put anybody else's name onto that value. So that's what we love about it. It just really strikes me. I mean, you do such amazing work with, you know, the children that you're supporting and the work that you do. But you, you know, and through that, you would face into some really, I suppose, confronting and really challenging environments like that you walk into, into hospitals and children in hospitals and, you know, that whole, you know, thought process, you know, children just shouldn't be there. It's just not fair. So you mentioned the positive psychology that your team are trained in, which I would think is incredibly important and that supports their ability to shine. And I know that some people, you know, talk about optimism and and positivity as something that's just fluffy and overdone and, and can be really superficial. But I would love you to share your views around that and why you think it's so important for your, your team to be trained in that. It's a great question. And uh, from my perspective at Starlight, everything we do for the children and young people we support, we're about brightening their lives. And so we're transforming, you know, their experience of serious illness, hospitalization, and we're moving that from, you know, an area of pain, fear, and to an area where they're positive and they're uplifted and they're, they're thinking about things, they're positively distracted. And so for us to be an authentic organization, if everything we do for the children is based on the tenets of positive psychology, why would we not train our entire team in that? and understand those benefits. And so we made a decision that that is what we would do. And this was actually not done starlight first. It was done really with our team first attitude and that these are important things for our team members to know and understand in their entire life. And if they are able to be their best self and use the tools of positive psychology, because it is not superficial, it is not this you know, people talk about toxic positivity and we're not all drinking the Kool-Aid and walking around smiling at each other and naively agreeing to everything. If you are positive, it means you can actually put the bowling ball on the table and tell something, somebody something's not right, but you do it in a positive way that's not about them personally. It means that you're in a better position to have robust debate. So it's not like we all just agree and nobody can disagree at Starlight. That's not it at all. In fact, From my perspective, I hope that being trained in positive psychology encourages people to disagree because, you know, I remember in my advertising background, uh, there was a motto on the wall that said, you know, when we fight, our client wins because it it was speaking to the fact if we all argue and debate vigorously, 
we get to a better outcome. And so that's a good thing for our client in that, you know, creative area. So from our perspective, we really did it for our team so they could be the best they could possibly be in their life. And we knew that if they could do that, that gives them their best chance at bringing their best self into Starlight every day. It's also important because, as you say, many of our team work in very confronting situations. And while we're supporting the well-being and resilience of the children and young people that we support, we need to be supporting the well-being and resilience of our team. And that is critical. And we all have those moments when something's about to happen and we've already jumped to the negative about that situation. These are called automatic negative thoughts or ants. And sometimes we can have ants crawling all over us. But uh, if you understand and recognize those things, so if you're trained in post-psych, you know what to do to flip that. And generally what you're thinking about with those automatic negative thoughts and those scenarios you're concocting in your mind, they never turn out to be real. And so you've wasted all this energy worrying about something that never actually happens. So if you have the tools where you can flip that, that's really important. But it's not about just smiling like a pack of silly people all day and agreeing with everything. It's about the fact that we can be more honest and authentic because we're being positive. It's not a negative, undermining, personal thing. We are all leaders, but you cannot be a leader of others unless you are a leader of self first. Over the past two decades, I've empowered hundreds of leaders to deliver positive impact to the business they are representing, resulting in extraordinary sales growth and high staff retention rates. I'm often asked the question, how can I work with you, Julie? Here's how. I present one-hour keynotes to corporations, providing practical tools and strategies for leaders and their teams to take control of busy, to be intentional with their actions and achieve the high performance results that they're looking for. I also work one-on-one with a select few ambitious and courageous leaders who understand the key to creating their success starts with them. So if you'd like to connect, you can find me at juliehyde.com.au. Yeah, that's so powerful. And as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, we've been through, you know, a couple of, well, you could probably include this year into it as well in terms of, you know, three years of really challenging times for people. So I would think that that training would have helped your team to really be able to be agile, to flip the situation, to think about, okay, so how can we make the best of this? Because, you know, your organisation was incredibly disrupted in terms of how they could fundraise the ability to go into hospitals, you know, everything was so limited in terms of your normal way of working pre-COVID. I think our board had a wonderful turn of phrase to describe where we were before COVID and why we were able to move so quickly. You talk about being agile, the way the way we were able to change. And they said that Starlight was match fit for the pandemic. And I love that terminology. And the logic of that was that we had absolute clarity of purpose. So we didn't need to make one decision during the pandemic in a different way to the way we would have made a decision at any other time. So we are always driven by what is best for the children and the young people we support, starting point. Then what is best for our team? What is best for our partner? So when you go through that, we didn't have to change the way we did that. We were already an organisation who 
was way ahead on the flexibility. I have never cared where anyone works. As an example myself, I travel a lot. So I completely understand that you can do your work and you might start the day at home and you might spend the middle of the day in an airport lounge working and then you might finish it in an office in another state and then when you get back to your hotel after dinner or something. So it's never for us been about, you know, a nine to five in a physical space mentality. As soon as, you know, everybody was told to go home, people could go to go home and we didn't need to test any technology. It was all there. So I think that was good. And we had everyone trained in post-psych. So mental health and well-being was already on a three-year strategic plan, a, a key part of that. And so we had the tools during this time to enable the team and support the team. And we ramped that up. We didn't take any of that away. We increased that. And it's been so important for us because we've all spent so much time online in meetings and it spends more energy when you're on those meetings to look and see how does everyone look? Are they looking like they're engaged? Are they positive? Do they look a bit down? And the number of calls I made either directly to individuals or to their managers post-meetings to say, how is so-and-so going? I think they looked a little not their usual self. I seem to have lost their sparkle, which is what we talk about at Starlight. I think they'd lost their sparkle. So, you know, it was all of those things combined that meant, I failed to mention, we also have innovation is embedded at Starlight. So we started working on creating innovation champions within our business. We don't have a team. I don't believe that's the right way to go because then it makes that group in the corner that's the innovation team. They're the team that does innovation. Whereas from our perspective, innovation is any change which adds value. And so every person in their role in every day can question what they're doing and that's what we want them to do and say, do you know what, there's a better way to do this. And so that's innovation every day. Now, of course, it's often a big sparkly project too, but it can be just small changes to process that improves everybody's experience. And so we already had innovation embedded and we have CEO innovation awards and they went through the roof. So we were getting in six months, you know, 86 innovation award nominations from the organization because we just innovated our socks off. And so I think all those things combined is why the board coined that phrase that Starlight was match fit for the pandemic because we're able to redirect resources. You know, you mentioned that we were restricted in some of our programs. So we had virtual program delivery on our list of things to review over this three-year period. And uh, what we were able to do was redirect resources that we would never in a normal year be able to move onto fast-tracking those. We did the same in fundraising. 25% of our revenue comes from events, which were all overnight gone. So then what we did was we redirected the resource and the teams that worked onto those into areas to support our community online fundraising campaigns and grew those incredibly well during that time. So I think the thing with a crisis like this is, and I would say you had me at crisis, (laughs) they're kind of exciting for the opportunities they present. But You have to think not about just getting us through this next week or next week. 
we committed to doing anything and investing in things that would make us smarter on the other side. Now, I wasn't particularly smart because I didn't think the other side would still be something that I haven't think I've quite cited yet. <laughs> it's gone on longer than I thought, but we invested in long-term smarter things to do and ways of doing things. That's incredible. There's so much gold in what you just said for leaders. So thank you for being so generous and sharing that. There is an underlying factor that I'd love to tap into, which is that trust that is assumed in your workplace. And I think this is a massive paradigm shift for many. And I mean, uh, quite a many. So <laughs> could you please share with us, uh, how, how did you it come about? And I know this probably seems like a bit of an odd question, but how did that come about for you? Because it can seem so difficult for people. I hear people all the time talking about, well, they have to earn trust. And I just stop and think, why do they have to earn trust? And especially if I speak just within Starlight, we have a process of searching for new talent to join our team. I trust that process. I trust all the people who are responsible for that process. I trust that the people who are being interviewed have clarity of our purpose and are aligned to it and engaged to our purpose because that's why they're interviewing with us. So when they come on board and they have that maximum enthusiasm, why would I treat them in a way that makes them feel that they're not trusted? I think we have to flip it. And if you start from a position of saying, I 100% trust you because I trust everything around that has brought you to this role, then those people can deliver amazing things as opposed to that really negative position of thinking they don't trust me and I've got to do things to earn their trust. And I think that if we have that positive mindset on our new team members, what they can achieve, which is just simply outstanding. And so, you know, I'm often asked that question about how do people earn trust? And of course you have to earn trust. It's like, no, I actually think I, I'm happy to give people a credit bank of hundred percent trust right on day one. And hopefully they'll use that wisely. But, you know, if there has been some issue, you usually see that pretty quickly. If the person's not aligned, not, you know, if there's if they haven't been being authentic on their way through, you generally see that pretty quickly. And also, you know, negative energy drains you, it drains everyone around you. When you have people in the organization who are negative about the organization and trying to pull people into their little negative corner, I constantly say to the team, if you're feeling like our destination and our route are not where you want to go at this point in time, you've got to think about why you're here. Because I know for that person, it would be better for Starlight to have someone in that role that was 100% engaged. It would be better for them because it's eating them away and they will go and be better and be able to flourish in the role they go to. So leaving an organisation is also okay. Now, I joke that when I say that to my team, I have to have my eyes looking at the ceiling and not ever land my eyes directly on any one person. And I, so I'll say that as a lead into that because I'm not singling people out. It's just something I believe in that if you're, you know, I left Starlight at a stage because I felt I needed a new challenge and that next challenge wasn't available at that time. So I would have become that nasty, negative person in the corner who was undermining and not on board with things. You know, I could have become that person. So I left and found a new challenge. 
And that was great, like a breath of fresh air. So it's okay to do that. It doesn't mean you hate the organization or anyone you work with. It just means the time is right for you as an individual to do something a little different. You know, if we're honest with people about that, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And that 100% credit bank, as you call it, of trust is so empowering for people because it removes that need for them to feel like they have to prove themselves. Which can, yeah, can really, you know, put them on edge and eat into their confidence as well if they're not getting, you know, feedback immediately, not saying that would happen at start. But it just, it's, yeah, as you say, it flips it and it's just so refreshing to hear, which is just incredible. And, you know, throughout our chat, I mean, I could chat to you forever, but it's incredibly inspiring. And there's just so many lessons in this for leaders and emerging of for career professionals and you know what I will share with people is the link to Starlight as well so they can join in with the amazing work that you do but is there a a final message or you know any top tips that you would would like to leave for people who would like to take their seat at the leadership table and really make a difference for those around them? All businesses at their heart are about relationships. They are all about relationships. They are about internal relationships. They're about external relationships. You know, whether they be customers, clients, partners, collaborators, and it's your team. So to me, managing and nurturing those relationships is the most important thing that you can do as a leader. I'm very big, as you've heard about positive and authentic, which means you need to be able to expose your own vulnerabilities. I think the biggest lesson I've ever learned in my career is I don't need to, and there's no expectation that I know everything. I don't even, I'm not even close. And so having a team of people that you reach out to and can say, hi, I'm just calling you because I need to think about X, Y, Z, and I really know nothing about this. So empowering to say that to someone and then they help and they support you and they coach you and they they connect you and they do everything you need to do. So I think that that's important. And the other thing is I think that as a leader you have to be decisive and you have to make decisions, but you also are able to change your position. So just because I thought something six months ago and there's new information I can change that. That doesn't mean I'm indecisive and I'm flip-flopping. It means I have new information or the situation's changed and so now I'm going to make a different call. So I think that you must be decisive and you must, you know, give your team that sense all the time that you've got this, that you know what you're doing. But sometimes when you hear new information, you go out and say, you know how we were going to do that? I've now heard this information which is different and it's changed my mind. And so now we're going to go here because I think this is a better way for us to go. So I think you don't have to be dogmatic, unchanging. That's really old school. I think that's the, they're the things for me. And it's so much better to be a positive leader. You know, it's a much happier place to be than that, that than the leadership that I experienced. And I'm, you know, very old. So <laughs> I experienced leadership in some of those uh, that people would just be, that they would be not believing actually occurred, I think, uh, that some of the things I experienced uh, back in the day. But it's uh, so positive leadership, authentic, be yourself. People need to know you. 
Think about the fact that all business is built on relationships, whether they be internal and external, and nurture those relationships and develop those. I'm also very big on you never burn any bridges. You're constantly increasing your sphere of connection and influence and be decisive because people need it, but also be willing to change if things change and you learn and find out new information. Amazing. That's such a great note for us to end on, Louise. So I can't thank you enough for being so incredibly generous. And, you know, thank you for you know, making it count, you know, clearly for people around you and your inspiring words today, but also, you know, the incredible work that your organisation Starlight does and the difference that it makes to, you know, the community and for, for children and young people who are on the other end of your amazing work. So thank you for joining me today, Louise. Thanks so much, Julie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode and I trust that you enjoyed leaning into one of the precious moments shared. I invite you to leave your thoughts as a review in support of the show. You can also share with your network and even rate and review it. I would appreciate that feedback and connection. I'd love to connect on LinkedIn or Instagram via my handle, Julie Hyde Leads. Until next time, live and lead intentionally and make it count.